Establishing connection. Designation DJ. Dude link connected. Designation JRO. Dude link unavailable. Designation Scotty. Dude link connected. Designation Raven. Dude link connected. Designation Vixie. Dude link connected. Welcome back for week two of Ninja Pizza Games. We are finally getting to those pesky exclusive launchers. Head over to reddit.com slash r slash dudes from Altaria and give us a follow. As this was recorded with last week's episode, J-Row is still not in attendance. I am DJ. I have the Salmon Pizza Ninja Vixie here with me. Oh, hi. Robo Scotty. Welcome, welcome, one and all. And it's definitely not Tuesday, Raven. Thank you for joining us this fine Tuesday. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about exclusive game launchers because yes. we don't want to because we don't like them. We it's why we want to talk about them so that we can <laughs> bitch about them. Which one shall we pick on first? Uh, how about Rockstar? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So this morning I get an email and uh, it's in my game account email. It says, "Wait, wait, you have email." I think so. That's the only communication I ever get because I'm just a lonely old man. Anyway. <laughs> that, that's why it surprises me. He has no Facebook, so we can't message him on Messenger. Well, I wait. Yeah, we can't. No, we can't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Rockstar says that we'll give you uh, GTA San Andreas for free if you download and use our launcher. And for me, I'm like, why would Rockstar start their own launcher? My theory is that Red Dead Redemption might be coming to PC. That's that's really the only explanation, because the only games that are really on it are Grand Theft Auto, and nobody's going to get their launcher just to play GTA. <laughs> right? uh, no, 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 no. I know people who would. It, yeah, but GTA is also available on Steam, I believe. Yeah, it is. So We never said they were smart people. Okay. Now, well, if they're playing GTA, they're probably... They're playing in the casino, spending that casino money. I'm just, uh, without J-Row here, somebody's got to be offensive. Anyway, Rockstar with their own launcher. That's the only thing I could think of outside of that. I don't know, because their entire libraries, well, I can't say their entire library, but most of their libraries available in Steam. But on the next one we'd want to talk about is the Epic Launcher. How do we feel about the Epic Launcher? Borderlands 3 is on pre-order, but you can only pre-order it for the launcher and Honestly, I have the launcher, and I never, ever use it. I think I've got Assassin's Creed on it. Yeah, I think they were giving that away for free. Yeah, so it was a nice thought, but I don't I don't need to use their launchers. Was it Uplay that was giving away For Honor for free, and that's the only reason I got the Uplay launcher? Yes. Yes, that, that, was, um, that was kind of like, you can get it for free if you do it through Uplay's launcher directly, but you can still play For Honor through Steam, which automatically starts up the Uplay launcher, so it's, it's not really exclusive. We'll get to Uplay in a minute. Let's let's stay on Epic because I have <laughs> some things to say about Uplay. <laughs> so, for me, the only reason why I use the Epic launcher is for the Unreal Engine. For right now, me being a novice at 
game development, it's still kind of a daunting task to learn how to use the engine. But that's really the only reason why I'd use the Epic Store. Um, I know that people like to use it to play their Fortnite, which I don't play. But uh, I've, I have friends that do play Fortnite, and their biggest complaint is that their account gets hacked. And it makes me wonder, okay, well, what is Epic doing to protect the user's accounts? Well, it's your typical customer service scenario. Uh, you're wrong, and, you know, it's not our fault, it's yours. Don't your password, guys. So, yeah, it's just one of those things where I'm like, this is the kind of feedback that I'm getting from friends that actually participate and use the launcher, and I don't feel comfortable spending my money or attaching my credit card to a platform that is known to have security issues. I would say maybe one complaint about it in a thousand users would be, you know, maybe it's that one person. But if it's anything more than that, then you got to start looking at, well, maybe, maybe it's us. What can we do to fix this problem? And I think that they've addressed that they have some issues and they're going to work on it. But it's one of those like canned responses. It's not something that's personal or personable from like the CEO or something like that that says, you know, we do notice that this is a problem. We're going to take care of it. It's just like, we care about our customer security, and we'll we'll get right on that. Yeah, guys, we're gonna work on that. Uh, so that's my my take on it. Uh, Vixie, what did you have? I'm just upset that it's trying to put more stuff on my computer. Yeah, it, it definitely is getting a lot uh, with like all these lines that we have to have. I mean, I'm not the kind of person that you know really falls for advertising. I know people who are. And they spend a lot of money on these things. So that's probably the target audience. But for me, being limited that way, it just makes me uninterested. <laughs> so I've lost interest. I say one thing that they do have going for them for sure is Cyberpunk 2077 on their uh, on their website for pre-order. For Epic? I don't know. Yeah, I'm on Epic, uh, Epic Games. Yeah, but Epic's also, uh, Cyberpunk's going to be on GOG and Steam. In- I didn't say it was... So, the only place to get it, but it's just one thing they got going for them. And yeah. if I'm going to buy it, it's probably going to be through GOG because CD Projekt Red owns GOG. So I give them all of my money instead of them having to share it with Steam or Epic. Exactly. Well, I never said it was a good idea, but people are going to go for it. Silly well, people. Let's educate people. <laughs> go to GOG. It's not going to have any DRM, so you can... Wait, let's not go there. <laughs> go to GOG. There are benefits. That's true. But the one thing that pisses me off is that, you know, Borderlands 3 was an exclusive, which in PC gaming history, there's not really a exclusive platform or an exclusive launcher. Like this is something that's new that the marketing team has really thought about and put a lot of effort in, spent a lot of money at these game dev or these game devs to release the game on their particular platform or launcher. And now we're having to choose which launcher we have to buy it from. Like, I would really like to play Borderlands 3 right now. I've enjoyed the entire series. But as an executive position or an executive decision was made to have Borderlands released only on the Epic Store. And maybe next year we'll get it released on Steam. Why, why is this happening? <laughs> I'm happy to wait, but by that time the hype would be over. Uh, my friends would be quite a, quite a ways in if they have pre-ordered and 
I'm not I'm not sure. I think I'll be happy enough just to stick with the Borderlands games I already have. Yeah, for me, I, I mean, they would have like different DLCs that they may release in the future. But, you know, with similar friends, we would have our own camp of we're going to wait for Steam to release it and then we can all play together. Because that's really what it's about is bringing people together to play fun games. But are we doing, are, is that all we're doing is segregating everybody? And with the DLC, is it also going to have like its exclusivity period? So it's going to be on Epic, but it's not going to show up to Steam until months later. Hopefully not, but it might. Yeah, hopefully not, because that, that would just be another layer on the already shitty cake that we don't need as gamers. <laughs> I think it's an insult to cakes. Yeah, <laughs> it is an insult to cakes. <laughs> yes, it is. Let's not talk crap on cakes. <laughs> cakes are awesome. Um, on the topic of exclusive games being a newer thing, it kind of true. The Blizzard Battle.net launcher from conception was exclusively where Blizzard games were released. And it looks like Activision's going to continue that where they're now putting Call of Duty on there and they're going to slowly like roll other games out as they come out. They're going to be exclusive to Battle.net. I think the main problem I have with Epic launcher is borderlands like it pisses me off that borderlands isn't going to be available until much later but it is that epic has gone to games that were funded through kickstarter that promised steam codes and made developers into becoming epic exclusive games so these games said hey we're going to give you steam codes as part of your backing us and now epic's like no it's epic exclusive so now you're getting an epic code so you're going to have to get our launcher and go through our stuff yeah. that's kind of got me a little pissed off because it's like no the developer promised this and the fact that kickstarter's not stepping in and saying hey you promised steam so you can't make this epic deal now kind of irritates me with kickstarter but well kickstarter doesn't guarantee anything it's just the platform uh, but it is a bit crap that they're just changing the contract on people who put money into something to fund it yeah and usually kickstarter they will come back and they will penalize a developer or whatever they will come out and say hey you promised them that you were going to distribute through steam and you've changed it since then you can't do that there, when it comes to stuff like, oh, you said you were going to be done in November of 2013 and now we're November of 2019 and you still haven't released, they're a lot more forgiving on that. But usually when it comes to a promise of what you're going to be releasing, if you change it, they usually get pretty mad about that and penalize you. But for some reason with these games that are going from like, oh, yeah, we're going to release on Steam to, oh, no, we're releasing on Epic now, Kickstarter's just not saying anything as far as i can tell maybe they are and that's just not being reported on but yeah and the the next launcher that's up to bat is origin origin has put kind of a bad taste in my mouth i don't know if everybody knows this but even though the origin launcher is closed it still tries to call home now somebody please explain to me why this launcher this application is trying to call home when i specifically do not have the application open call home yeah so uh in my firewall settings i can see the inbound and outbound traffic for origin origin is not running on my pc but it's trying to call home or call back to the ea servers i'm assuming to check for updates but I specifically asked Origin, the application, not to launch when my computer launches, but it's still trying to communicate back to EA. 
So that doesn't make me feel comfortable with continuing to use or purchase any games from Origin. Hmm. Do, 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 do. I can't even sign in with my EA account because I don't remember it. Yeah. So with Origin, even if Origin's not open, their web helper service is still active. And I have no clue what that is. And that's what's calling home. Yeah, I was, I was trying to pull up what the API is calling for home. And like I tried searching for the Origin Web Helper Service. to I looked this up when you first told me about it. Like, what was it, two months ago? Mm-hmm. And that's when I found out about the Web Helper Service and that that's what's calling home. But nobody can seem to say this is exactly what this Web Helper Service is doing. Right. So... I have it pulled up here, and it's api1.origin.com. And yeah, if it's a web helper service, that's that's fine. But why don't I know about it? Why do I not know that that's something that's tacked on to the Origin launcher and is continuing to call out to EA servers once an hour, every hour on the hour? Yep. And from my research, I found that every time Origin's thing updates, it will reactivate the web helper service and reinstall it. So even if you get rid of it, it's put right back on there later. And there's so many posts and forums where people are like, does anybody even know what this thing does, why it's there and why they don't give you the option to turn it off and why they made it so difficult to do anything with and nobody can seem to ever answer that question. What do I even have on Origin? I think it's Sims. There's uh, Sims and then you have like the Mass Effect series like Mass Effect Andromeda. I think they have like a few others. I think I only have it because that was the only way that I could play the Sims that I'd purchased. I have it because it was how I had to play Command and Conquer at one point. Oh, yeah. Because Command and Conquer, the code that I had for it could only be redeemed on Origin. And then Titanfall 2, I played that with J-Ro and his son for a little bit. And you can only play Titanfall through the Origin launcher. And then Sims. Yeah, I don't have Origin Launcher. Never have. Well, that's just my 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 problem with Origin. It's just I I want to know why this is a thing. Because just recently I've been trying to keep track of you know what goes in and out of my network. Because I'm curious, right? And you know one of the things that just showed up was Origins calling home, and I'm like, well, I haven't had that launcher started in a while. Uh, last game I was playing was Mass Effect Andromeda, but that was several months ago and I don't have the launcher starting with my, you know, with my PC. So what, what are you doing origin? Like why, why do you have to call home? Why do you have to check in? Like what, what's, what is this? What is this thing? <laughs> it's an alien. Yeah. It's an alien. Yep. And there's a lot of people complaining that it causes performance issues with our computer. Well, I can't even yeah. log in. So <laughs> Yeah. The one good thing I can say about Origin, and this is the one thing about Origin that I like over every other launcher, is the Origin All Access where you pay the monthly fee and you get access to like 60-something games. I really like the concept behind it. The games that they have available really aren't the type of games that I want to play, so that's whatever, but yeah. I want to know what DJ thinks of you play now. Oh, you play. Ah, uh, that's a good one. Oh, you play and I have a history <laughs> going back to the Heroes of Might and Magic series. Oh, uh, yeah. So when Heroes 6 came out, I think it was 6. Actually, it was with Heroes 5. When Heroes 5 came out, I think it came out before the Uplay launcher did. And then Uplay launcher ca- was introduced partway through it. And then I was forced to like register my keys for 
Heroes 5 with Uplay, and then they lost my keys. And But then when I try to like re-register it, they're all like, no, these keys have already been used. So I have a copy of Heroes 5 that I can't play because screw them. And then with Heroes 6, Uplay was already out at that point, but in order to play it, you have to use their stupid launcher. Mm. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I go and I log into my account, and it's like, oh, no, you're on a guest account. And so you can't link this guest account to your Steam profile. So the games that you purchased on Steam can't be played through this guest account. You'll have to create uh, an official account. So I'm like, all right, fine. I'll go and create a normal account. So I go and I do that. And then it's like, oh, no, this email address is already being used with another account. So when I'm sitting there like, oh, I want to play Hero 6, I end up spending like two hours screwing around with Uplay and their customer service getting my account figured out. Finally get in to play it. Play I it have like, multiple Uplay accounts, and I don't know how they came about or how to make yeah. them one. So I get like 10 minutes into Hero 6, and then something comes up and I can't play it. So I'll come back to it later. So I exit. Several days later, I come back to play it again, and my Uplay account has lost all of my Hero 6 information. It's basically exactly the same as Heroes 5, where it's like, oh no, this is already associated with another Uplay account, and I'm just sitting here like, what the hell is wrong with you guys? (laughs) And then the fact that even if I purchase something on Steam, I have to have their launcher to play it, so I can't just use the Steam launcher. I'm launching from Steam into another launcher, it's like, are you serious? Well, on the plus side, their icon does look like it could be ice cream, and ice cream is good, so... Yeah. Uh, I use Uplay to open For Honor, and sometimes when I open For Honor, it brings up the Uplay launcher and it asks me for my credentials, and all I have to do is close that screen and launch For Honor again through Steam, and it lets me in. <laughs> It's like, why did you do this? Why did you even need to pretend like you needed my credentials? Did not. Yeah. And then For Honor, when they were giving that away, what was it? I was screwing around with it for an hour and it just kept, like, I click on it and be like, okay, open Uplay so that you can purchase it. So then it opens the launcher and then it asks me for the code. (laughs) Oh, no. I was just sitting there screwing around with it for like an hour and then just randomly one of the times that I clicked to purchase it or to collect my free copy, it finally actually just processed it the way that it was supposed to. And I'm almost willing to bet if I go back and check now, my Uplay account does not recognize that I have For Honor because so far they have not managed to keep record of my purchases at all. (laughs) So it just pisses me off that it's an account that is required in order to play my games that I purchased through Steam, and then it doesn't even work properly. For me, at least, it's been 90% of the time it has not worked properly. I don't think I've ever had it work the way it was intended to work the first time that I tried to use it. Well, when I came into the Uplay launcher, it was Far Cry 3. I own two copies of Far Cry 3. Why, you ask? Because I purchased it once through Steam. When I registered my account with Uplay, it asked me to put in my key. So I provided the key that was provided to Steam, which I have access to because it's in my Steam library. It registered the game twice. So I have one copy that looks like I bought it from Uplay, and the other copy is the Steam copy. (laughs) And that's the only problem I've ever had with Uplay, and that was in the early days. After that, I've purchased like Tom Clancy's uh, Ghost Recon and that kind of thing, and I haven't had any issues since. I bought Far Cry 4, Far Cry 5. I definitely think that they've worked out the kinks, 
but you had the good error where it's two for one. Right, but what am I going to do with two copies of Far Cry 3? I can't gift it to somebody. I can't gift the youth play copy to somebody. Beat it twice? <laughs> I don't know. No, that's what I did with Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, which was amazing. And I guess nobody here has played that game, so <laughs> I'll no just reaction. go sit in my corner. <laughs> I, play, I played a couple of the Far Cry 3 series. Which one's 3? Far Cry 3 is when you're dropped off in the jungle. Is that the malaria one? I believe so. I've played the malaria one and the AJ Gale one. I really like the the AJ Gale one. They get weird, especially that the AJ Gale one, when you get into Nirvana, it it gets weird. Another problem I have with the Uplay launcher is every time I want to open it, I have to reinstall it because for some reason it thinks it's not installed every time I go to open it. Yeah, I could see that. Because it's part of the install process, so it's probably trying to reinstall it, but it shouldn't be doing that every time. No, no, it shouldn't, but it does every time. Like, I'm trying to open it right now, and it's all like, hey, you have to re- or you have to install this, so here's, like, all the install stuff. And I'm like, are you serious? And then I go to log in, and it's like, what are you doing? This is not the information for your, the credentials for your thing. Good all you play. And then our last but not least, Steam. Steam is amazing. Well, you forgot GOG Galaxy. Well, what hold about on. Bethesda Net? The what? Bethesda Net. Oh, Bethesda Net. Boy, that was a clusterfuck. The only way to play <laughs> Fallout 76 <laughs> is to have that launcher. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me, guys. <laughs> clusterfuck. That's awesome. All right. So I finally got you, you play up. Let's look. Oh, my God. I still have For Honor on my account. What? And I still have Hero 6. Like, wow. What? Wow. No, wow is on Blizzard. Oh, yeah, Blizzard. That's wow. Wow's trying <laughs> to bribe my son into restarting his account by giving him a free level 100. I mean, how can you say no to that? Yeah, that that's changed a lot because the last time I played wow, level cap was like 80. I think it was 100 the last time I played it. And you could buy an upgrade to 90. Anyway, Bethesda Net. Let's talk about that goat fuck. So, with the launch of Bethesda, that came Fallout 76. And with Fallout 76, came with tons and tons and tons of problems. Bugs. You name it. It's like a half-baked video game that just got released, and it's like... So, a Bethesda game. Right. So, it's like, we wanted to do Fallout 4, but make it multiplayer. So, let's strip the story out and add multiplayer functions, and we have Fallout 76. The game is still buggy, by the way. It's not as bad as it was at launch. I know that my friend was begging me to pick it up, and I was like, I'm not spending $60 on a broken game. So I actually got a copy for free, and not from Bethesda, but from a friend. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) We really want you to play. Here you go. Yeah, right? (laughs) But anyway, I, I gave it a good, I don't know, probably a good six hours worth of play. And it looks pretty cool. And I understand the concept of where they're going for real. They really didn't do a very good job with that launch. And if you look at like the Xbox combo with Fallout 76 or even with the PlayStation 4, their markdown is quite quite a bit from like your normal retail price of the other Xbox or PS4 combinations. And the reason why is because they're just trying to get rid of it. We're basically cutting their losses on that one, that's for sure. But we have, like, Doom Eternal and uh, uh, a couple of other 
games coming to Bethesda net. And it's just like, okay, well I enjoy doom. It's definitely a fun game, but are we going to lock ourselves into Bethesda net in order to play doom? That doesn't sound attractive to me. Like I don't have any interest in it because once you say I'm exclusively releasing this on Bethesda net, I'm gone. See ya. It's not that interesting anymore. Somewhere on the internet, it specifies that the one good thing about Bethesda Net, it could have Skyrim on it, which is good if you need a special place just for Skyrim. But Steam. Skyrim's garbage, so... I know, that's how I got Skyrim. Skyrim's one of those games that I play when I want to just run around and do nothing. That's why I used to play WoW. I don't have to pay for Skyrim monthly. Technically, you don't have to pay for WoW either. That's I know, there's there's free WoW out there. And when I want to play a game and run around doing nothing, I play Diablo 3. Because <laughs> I, I end up just sitting in town waiting for Scotty to get done doing whatever he's doing at his stash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, I get bored of waiting when we play, and I just go run off and try and kill shit. And then lag out and die. Well, I don't know the, the armor or the weapons good enough. Obviously, you guys have more hours into the game than I do. So, obviously, I'm looking at my stuff and be like, okay, so if I switch to this one, is it going to give me what I need? Uh. <laughs> I think that's one of the things I like about Risk of Rain 2 is just you don't have to worry about inventory management. Almost all the other games I play have an inventory management component, but this one is just keep collecting and keep being more and more awesome. Yeah, and that sounds more appetizing as far as gameplay goes. Yes. Yes, it does. If I want to play a game where I'm just going out to kick ass and collect cool shit, I don't want to have to worry about like, oh, I got to figure out if this is an item I want to keep or not. Is this flower going to stop me from sprinting? I, I got one more one more slot in my inventory. Let's go kill stuff. Oh, man. Five things dropped, man. And it, none of it stacks. What am I going to do? Oh, my God. When... Okay, so in ESO, they started giving us monthly rewards a while back, but some of those things don't stack. I don't understand. It's free stuff, but they I've got hundreds, and I can't stack it. It's just taking up five, six spaces in my inventory, and that's precious. <laughs> so that's my, my take on the Bethesda net. And then we got Battle.net, which I haven't really had a problem with. It's pretty like straightforward. Battle.net, actually. This, that's one of the things that never bothered me. Isn't yeah, that same. one of the first ones ever? It was the third. What was the second? So Steam was the first, Stardock was the second, and... Oh, yeah, that's Battle right, Stardock. And Stardock is now gone 90%. You still have Stardock if you want to play Sins of a Solar Empire. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Gal- I think Galactic Civilization 3 also requires it. They have like six games on it. And, but if you launch from Steam, it just pops up and says, like, click play. And it's part of the game that you already installed. So it's not like you're installing another launcher or anything. It's just part of the Steam install that was already on there. And if you have multiple games, then it just lists all of the games that you have available through it. And it allows you to change your system settings from the thing and then click play and go. That's how it should be. I still give Battle.net credit for being one of the first, like if not the first, because it started way back with Diablo 2 for multiplayer. Yeah, but it, back then it was just a, it wasn't a launcher. It was a chat room and uh, lobby. And it wasn't until after Steam and Starduck were around that it became the launcher for all of the Blizzard stuff. 
And now Blizzard's starting to get to a point where they're not exclusively using the Battle.net thing, but I don't know. Battle.net didn't used to bug me, and Blizzard with Battle.net, they were the first ones to take security like super seriously by introducing like authenticators and... I thought that was wow. No, that's where Battle.net really started with the two-factor authentication because you can actually purchase like a little, or not a USB key, but a, a key generator from Blizzard. That way you can secure your WoW account. And they were selling those for like many years. And now we have our mobile phones. So that's the best way to, you know, do the authentication, two-step authentication. Yeah. And it wasn't exclusively WoW. It was your Battle.net account or your Blizzard account that you had the two-step authentication for. At first, WoW was the only game that used it, but then StarCraft II and Diablo III came out and they used it. And now they've got Hearthstone and Overwatch and Heroes of the Storm. Unfortunately, Heroes of the Storm didn't quite make it. So, yeah. But there's no more Heroes of the Storm. Heroes of the Storm, they've moved it from like active development to like a passive development type thing. They didn't kick off in esports the way they were hoping it would. The whole business plan around it was that they would make their money off of advertisement through esports. And then the other place that they would make money off of is cosmetic like skins for the different characters that people could buy in the store. But not enough people play the game to buy the skins and the esports never became popular enough to bring in advertisement revenue. So they still develop for it, but it's like backburner development. I only got as far as the tutorial stages. It's not my kind of game anyway. I don't even play League of Legends or anything like that. MOBAs are not me. I don't like most MOBAs. I liked Heroes of the Storm because there was no inventory and equipment management. It was, you pick your character, you go out, and you play. Mm. And the only thing that affects your character growth is which skills you pick up at the different levels. It'll pop up and give you a choice between a couple different skills, and that's what changes your character. It's not like in League of Legends where you had to constantly be researching, like, which items should I be buying for which characters to make, like, the character the most badass it could be. There's no, like, competing with your teammates on getting last hit on a creep, because if they get the last hit, then they get the experience, and then you have to time it so that each of you are getting experience pretty much equally with Heroes of Storm, like everybody's gaining experience at the same rate. So if somebody in your team kills somebody, then everybody gets experience. Like it was in that aspect, it was a lot more relaxed. And for a long time, the community was a lot less uh, volatile, but (laughs) that has changed now because the people who are still around are pretty hardcore into it and they've been playing it for years. And now they just expect everybody who's there to be as good as they are. And I'm not as good as they are unless I'm playing uh, Sergeant Hammer. And then I'm like unstoppable. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i just i've put all of my launches into one folder on my desktop to supposedly to make it easier for me to launch them but i just never look in there uh i've got steam battle.net i have bethesda net but when i tried to click on it to log in it started downloading it so i guess i don't have bethesda net (laughs) Um, they have like a really big update because i launched it myself or it's typical bethesda and it doesn't work the way it's supposed to um, then I have Epic Games Launcher. I've got GOG Galaxy Origin. I love GOG Galaxy, by the way. Just yes. so everybody's aware. I, I actually got it because they didn't push it at me. And you play. So that's seven. Yeah. Seven plus all my DRM free games. The ones that I actually purchased direct from 
publishers, things like I actually have about three copies of Bejeweled Three. <laughs> <laughs> you are crazy good at that game. Holy uh-huh. crap! There's um, there's a recording of one of my gameplays on on YouTube. I watched that live stream and it was blowing my mind at some of the stuff that you were doing. I was like, holy crap! Like the scores you were getting. Yep, well, I've got that. Re- I've got that recorded on YouTube. I I imported it over, exported it. It is ported. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Find the link to it. It's pretty crazy. I think it's also available on your Twitch. I think I saw it. It might be gone on Twitch now. It's been a while. Anyway, I saved it to YouTube just in case. Yeah. And Steam needs some new features. I think there's a lot that Steam could improve upon, but it's working and they're not trying to get exclusives and all of that crap. They're just doing what they do. Well, you have to think uh, in the early days, Steam was exclusive. And that came about when Half-Life 2 came out. Now, uh, I don't know if everybody remembers when Steam first came out, because I know that DJ doesn't play first-person shooters. When Half-Life 2 came out, it required that you had to use the Steam launcher. This was a brand new thing. It was an army green color. It was hideous. It barely worked. But we were able to play this most magnificent game, which was Half-Life 2. (laughs) During that time, they struggled quite a bit to kind of find their footing because now they were saying, okay, now we have our collection of Half-Life games. Let's throw that in there. And now we have Team Fortress. I think the other games, Ricochet, and those type of games that are made in-house by Valve. So once they started getting their momentum with their own games, then they started reaching out to different uh, developers and being like, hey, we started this platform. It's digital downloads. It's something new and exciting because instead of having to reinstall it by disk all the time, we're getting to the point to where internet's at, you know, fast enough that we can just download it really quick to our machines. So, And ever since then, they just continue to grow and evolve. They have had some security issues in the past, and they've been pretty good about taking care of them. I know that refunds were a big, big thing for them, that no refunds, and then that kind of been a little bit lax so that we have a chance to play a broken game and get our money back within a short period of time. So they definitely have come a long way, and they're, in my opinion, the most stable as far as any launcher goes, and that's where most of my games are. So I'm familiar with the interface. I, I actually think it's fine. I don't think they really need to change like the interface at all, but I like it just the way it is. Thoughts? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely fine the way it is, but there are some things that they could look at other launchers and improve upon, such as Origins All Access. They could, especially with like alpha release guys and like the people who are doing the Steam exclusive releases for like indie games, they could develop a system where it's like, hey, we'll give you like a little bit of money if you put yourself on this subscription thing so that your game's in the subscription and people can play these smaller games that maybe they don't want to spend $15 to buy. I don't know. I think what's good about Steam though is that you can kind of trust that they are going to keep improving and that, you know, they've yeah. got a they've got something that works already. They're not trying too hard like some of the other launches that we've been talking about. And they're not also a developer. So they're not trying to create games just to go on their thing. Like yeah. and that's the same thing with Battle.net is you know Battle.net's just going to get better. They're not going to add features just for the sake of adding features. They're going to keep the security good. They're going to keep things good. 
but yeah. They can concentrate on being a platform. Yeah, they they know what they want to be. They want to be a messaging service, like lobby for people to get their groups going and then get in the game, invite people into the game that maybe aren't already, haven't already loaded the game. Let friends look real quick and see, hey, yeah, Raven's on World of Warcraft or Diablo 3. I'm going to go play with him real quick. Yeah, it all comes down to user experience, right? So Steam has done a good job. Blizzard's done a good job. And that's technically where the focus needs to be. I mean, yes, you have to make money as a game developer to stay in business or whatnot. But at the same time, you need to focus on the user experience. Like, what are we used to? What do we like about our platform? And what can we do to improve it? Uh, Steam, like, I'm definitely biased on that. And I've, I'm an advocate for Steam. Definitely wasn't in the early days. But now I'm like, hey, this is what this is what works. This is what makes me happy. This is what I allow, I trust to load when my computer starts every day. So I can be like, I'm ready to play some games and Steam's ready for me to play some games. Stockholm Syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) They got me hostage. They got my 300 games or whatever my game count is on Steam. I don't actually know how many games I have on Steam. That's a license holder, isn't it? 203 games. They're holding me hostage. 445 games. Holy shit. I mean, if I took all of my humble bundle keys <laughs> and put them on there, I'd be probably around 230 to 250. I should probably just give those keys to Vixie so she can give them away on Twitch. I'd have to be streaming again. Yeah, when are you going to do that? When I've cleaned my room. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks later and the room is not clean. I've been busy. Yeah, I hear that. I've been working on cleaning my office for five months so that I can start like doing video stuff, but I don't want to do it because my office is a horrendous mess with all my like RP notes and stuff and bills. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Work's taken up quite a bit of my time here. So that's what I've been up to. Life in general for me. Uh, when I get depressed, things start piling up. Yeah, that happens too. Can I use that excuse? Cause I got <laughs> stuff piling up all the time. That's generally a good sign. <laughs> I have too much stuff going on. So turns out being a horse owner eats up <laughs> a lot of time, even if you're a deathly allergic to the horse and are never supposed to be around it. Somehow you end up around it all the time and end up with like horrible lung infections. I didn't Ooh. know you were allergic to horses. Uh, yeah. So I'm allergic to horses. You're a trooper. And when we first got Monty, he really liked my beard so he like kept going up and like scratching his nose on it and (laughs) my cheek and i'm just like okay whatever that's gonna suck later and jade's all like whatever it's not gonna be that bad we'll just put a little bit of benadryl on it and i was like yeah (laughs) you think and then it was like 20 minutes later we're at cal ranch picking up some supplies and she looks over at me and she's like holy crap i'm like how bad is it? <laughs> and like my neck and like cheek, whole right side of my face was like just this giant red welt. And she's like, okay, maybe it's a little bit worse than I thought it was. And I'm like, yeah, damn right. It's a little bit worse than you thought it was. <laughs> like I go into barns and I'm in a barn for two minutes and I have to go outside and spend the next half hour like trying not to suffocate because my lungs are burning. It's pretty bad. It's gotten a little bit better. Like my body doesn't have as severe reaction to it now, 
But yeah, it sucks. I helped her. I went over to the barn a couple days and helped her sweep. And the barn that she's at is an open air barn. So it's not as bad there. But because I was helping her sweep, it was like kicking everything up right in my face. And then I spent like a week and a half with this horrible cough. And I have a cough now, which I'm pretty sure is caused because I went to the barn while I was sick. And yeah, just horrible cough was like coughing up this really thick, gross stuff. And yeah, it was horrible. And I never want to go through that again. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun at all. The only thing that I have allergies wise that I know of is uh, cottonwood trees. Yeah, you must hate it when you visit out here then. Yeah, I did. And I'm glad I missed it. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's part of my problem right now is the allergies from like local pollinization. Yeah, that's going on right now. So that got my sinuses. And then I went to the barn. I spend a lot of time at the barn. Yeah, I don't have those issues. Which eats up a lot of my time. And then I got the graphic novel, which was eating up a lot of my time. But the people who are helping me with that haven't said anything about that, even though it's been like two weeks now since I sent them that stuff. And J-Row hasn't looked at it yet. And the artist hasn't looked at it. Well, he might have looked at it, but he hasn't mentioned anything about it yet. So, yeah. And then reading Besom 4th Edition has been eating up a ton of my time. Yeah, that takes a lot of time. I got a duck for my birthday. Duck? Mm-hmm. He's plushy. I got to name him and assume it's gender. <laughs> <laughs> Don't assume the gender. That's bad juju. Oh, shit. Well, at least here it is. So do you just call it a whatever? A whatever duck? I mean... My duck is whatever. No, it's a duck. It's kind of, I don't know. Is it a male duck or a female duck? It has no parts. It's a plush duck. It has no parts. It's a plushie. Okay. It's a stuffed animal. Not not like taxidermy. Just so is that asexual? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know. It's I I don't know its identity, <laughs> and I don't know its preference. <laughs> Well, it doesn't lay eggs, so I'm assuming it's a dude. But also doesn't have a penis. I think that's kind of... Maybe it's just a young lady duck that doesn't lay eggs yet. All right. Do ducks have penises? Yes. Yeah, they're shaped like a corkscrew. And they they shed them every season. And welcome to part three of Dudes, (laughs) talking about plushie. All right, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) This is some premium material right here, talking about (laughs) duck dick. There's actually somebody designed a corkscrew bottle opener. That had a duck on top oh, of it. No, just to no, be funny. I would buy that for someone. I almost want to drink wine so I can use it. If I have nightmares about this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be so fucking pissed. <laughs> well, if you if you want free porn, just get some ducks because they do it all the time. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't want that. <laughs> That's not the kind of porn I'm into. They like water sports. Oh, my God. They're into <laughs> asphyxiation by drowning. Oh, man. Ducks are great. <laughs> yeah, apparently I should get some ducks. <laughs> oh, Vixie, being a duck owner has uh, made you a little bit weirder, I think. <laughs> Like I needed an excuse. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. It's it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Is that the closing? How are we doing closing? (laughs) (laughs) Let's do some closing. (laughs) And now, as this day draws to an end, we wish you the very best. Have a good night, everybody. Quack. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's it for Ninja Pizza Games. Be sure to check in next week to see what shenanigans we are up to. Head over to facebook.com slash dudesfromalteria, reddit.com slash r slash dudesfromalteria, and patreon.com slash dudesfromalteria, and give us a like, follow, or $2. See you later, dudes. Dude Link, terminated.